Hello, 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 and happy Monday. This is the second episode of This Is What I Think About It with your host, Nikisha Danielle. Today's episode was highly requested after you guys heard the 46 lessons I learned while living. You guys wanted to talk about letting go. Let's talk about letting go. Um, When you hear the phrase letting go, you think of like something's in your hand and you're trying to hold on to it and it's fighting to get away and you don't want it to go and it's so sad and it, it sounds real miserable, right? Letting things go, getting rid of things and letting them go. This episode is going to be really, really near and dear to my heart because I was thinking about the process of detachment, the process of letting go, expectations, and the idea of things being any other way than actually what they are. I remember being a kid and leaving one school and going to another and it was so hard I was a change hater at an early age I basically um, liked the same food every day I liked the same friends every day I liked the same TV shows every day I remember um, as an adult looking back a lot of my family members would swear I was autistic Um, I would do the same thing every day and over and over and over. Even as an adult, I remember watching The Temptations every single day. At the same time, every single day. I would watch The Five Heartbeats every single day. I watched The Color Purple for years every single day. So as you can see, I am not good with letting go. As a child, I lived with my grandmother um, more on than off. And around the time I was maybe 10, I had permanently moved in with my grandmother. Um, My grandmother was born in 1915. And her mother was born in 1896, and I had a privilege of living with both of them. And my grandmother and my great-grandmother was born and raised in a time where your parents may or may not come back once they leave. And if they leave, they did not believe in crying after your parents she ain't coming back she don't want to be bothered get somewhere and sit down detach so I think I learned detachment at a very very early age and even when I would find myself getting attached to my grandmother she would tell me you don't get attached to anybody nobody is promised you are the only person you are going to live with and you're the only person you're going to die with can you imagine your grandma telling you that (laughs) but she did And it has been a great survival mechanism for me. But it has also made me detach. 
I was watching the movie Bird Box, and I can honestly say that I am Mallory all day. Um, when Mallory drew the picture and her sister said that these people in the picture, the people in the picture looked lonely. Mallory said, no, they didn't look lonely. They have an inability to connect. And in today's society, we have an inability to connect. Or we connect to people who are emotionally unable to connect with or connect back. Um, and we leave ourselves in the state of detachment again. So I guess you can look at both sides of the coin when it comes to letting go. I went in my closet and I have a pair of jeans from... 2006 that's a pair of nines I would probably never wear those jeans again but I am holding on to them with the hope that one day that I can wear them again now if it's only one pair of jeans I don't see the world crumbling you know behind me carrying a pair of jeans around with me for the last decade but imagine if you had friends that you should have let go a spouse you should have let go a job that you should have let go think of how damaging that can be when you are holding on to something that no longer serves you and it could have been great for you a decade ago but it does not fit the person that you've become so what happens when you won't let go take your fist ball it up as tight as you can right now take your fist put it in front of you ball it up as tight as you can nothing can get out of your hand right like, look at it. Look at the top where your thumb is. Look at the bottom where your pinky is. It's tight. Nothing can get out. But nothing can get in also. What if God has something so awesome for you that you cannot get in your hand because it's holding on to that thing that no longer serves you so tight that you block your own blessing by holding on something that does not fit how do you let go? Better question. How do you know when to let go? You look at things that's in your space right now. Like turn your head to the left, turn your head to the right. How many things are in your home that's broken? I mean literally broken. Um, this is a nice chair. It only needs, you know, another leg or look at this table. It's a little wobbly, but I'm going to fix it. Look at my underwear. The band is a little stretched out. The elastic is a fool, but you know, I've had them and they're comfortable And this robe, which has a hole in it and I'm missing the string and it can't tie, but I've had it for so long. Now, if something happens and you have to run outside in them loose panties and this raggedy robe, 
you would just you just rather die than someone seeing you in this. Why do you have it in your home? Why are you keeping it? Why are you holding on to it? Why haven't you thought about repurchasing this? Why haven't you thought about getting rid of this? Because it's comfortable and familiar, right? Look at your friends. Look at your friends that you are around. You check on your friends. You call your friends. You love your friends. You visit your friends. How many times have your friends physically been there for you? How many times have you thought your world was falling apart and you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt you can call that friend? The, yeah, the one that always calls you. How many times have you called that friend to lean on that friend? How many times have that friend showed up without you asking? How many times? But you haven't let that friend go because it's familiar. Let's talk about your job. The one that you hate? The one that you've been at so long because it's familiar? At least you know your boss and your co-workers? At least... You know how to do this job. It's cushion, but it doesn't give you any chance to grow and expand and meet new people and actually pursue new interests, right? You're stuck in a position because you might as well. You don't want to let it go. You don't want to detach from this job because at least you know it. Even though it's not serving a purpose, you still know it. And you don't want to let go because you're thinking, oh, I got to start all over again. I'm too young. My kids are too young. I'm too old to look for a new job. My kids are too old. They're in college now. I need to stay here. But every single day, you're dying. Les Brown said that most heart attacks occur Monday mornings between 6 and 9 o'clock because you're having a straight anxiety attack about going to the place that you hate. Let's talk about your relationships. You're with a guy and he was wonderful when you met him. Are you with a female and she was wonderful? This woman was wonderful when you met her. You actually prayed for her slash him. You asked God for someone just like because it was perfect for the person that you were. It wasn't a big blow up. He didn't disrespect you. He hasn't, you know, did anything different. But look in the mirror. You're different. You've grown. You've changed. And yet and still, you are in a relationship that no longer suits you. You are in a marriage that you hate with a person that no longer strikes your fancy, but you stay because of the house, because of the car, because of the kids, because of our church, because I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to fail. I don't want to look like a failure. So I stay. You guys really requested that I answer the question, how do you let go? 
And this is going to sound real simplistic when I tell you. You look into the mirror and you look at the reflection that's looking back at you. And then really be honest about what do you think that person deserves. Have you been treating that person the way you would treat your best friend? The way you would treat your children? Have you been kind to her? Have you been honest with him? Have you told the truth about how you are dying every single day at that job? Have you been telling the truth how you are dying every single day in that relationship? Because before you confront anybody else about this situation, you have to confront yourself with it. So before you go and say, you don't make me happy anymore. Newsflash. It is nobody's job to make you happy but you. The only reason that a car has a steering wheel so you can bust a U if shit ain't looking right. You don't have to stay. You don't have to be unhappy. But you have to believe you are worth a second chance. You have to believe that you are worth happiness. You have to believe that your feelings come first before anybody else. I don't really care how you feel about it. My soul needs it. How can you deny your soul to make another human being happy? Because the truth is, when another person is ready to go, they're going to leave. I've had a couple of friends, a couple of girlfriends in my life that I had, I felt like I outgrown the friendship. I felt like we didn't have a lot in common. And I felt as if for my own health, state, safety, and mental woosa, I need to leave. But I didn't because I felt like my friends needed me, right? I would be a bad friend if I left. Now, mind you, they're toxic. Mind you, they're gossiping. Mind you, they're depressing. Mind you, they're crying all the time over this guy or this guy or this guy, or they're always complaining about something. They're always watching a negative television shows. But I didn't want to hurt their feelings, right? So I stayed around, hoping that one day, you know, things will get better. One day they'll get off the funk. One day they'll stop crying over this man. One day they'll stop crying over this man. One day they'll get their shit together. And maybe one day we can go back to the way things used to be when we used to have fun, right? That didn't happen. But let me tell you what did happen. What happened is... Those friends ended up leaving me. Now, how did I let that happen? Not honoring my spirit. It's been times I'm like, girl, we can't hang out together. I just don't want to be your friend no more. No this. Like, you good. We just can't spend as much time together because this is not good for me. Please, I really need to talk to you. I really want to be around you. You're my best friend. Da 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 da. Only to 
this is this is really funny even when I say it back to myself only to look back now and realize it wasn't me it wasn't me being a great friend it wasn't me being emotionally available leeches will connect to anything that's alive I'm gonna say that again leeches will connect to anything that's alive and leeches will go from one host to the next host to the next host to the next host and once my friends would find um, mates like relationship mates I wouldn't hear from them anymore Right when I said, you know what, I'm just going to put up with them and, you know, it's going to be better. They disappeared in thin air. And I got to tell the truth. I was low-key hurt. And I wasn't low-key hurt because you stopped talking to me. I was low-key hurt that I did not follow my own spirit and stop talking to you first. Don't allow yourself to be dropped off and picked up like dry cleaning when it's convenient for the other person. I'm going to run that back. Do not allow people to drop you off and pick you up like dry cleaning when it is convenient for them. Because the truth is, I'm looking back on those friendships and I'm thinking those people found me after a breakup now we've been friends for years but we weren't hanging out and I'm thinking how did I allow them to attach themselves to me and be a host for them only to get back on their feet and to get happy and to disappear out of my life and if I needed them right now today they won't even answer the phone because they're too busy with their own lives Isn't that hilarious? It's so hilarious that I started laughing, thinking about so many times I was going, it's just not working. Like, I don't like being with you. Like, we not having fun. Like, you depressing the hell out of me. I remember one day I was hanging out. I was in a relationship with this guy and me and him was hanging out. And one of my girlfriends called doing her usual crying over boyfriend shit. And mind you, we're old as fuck, so we weren't teenagers, right? She's doing her usual crying over some boy. And I am on the phone with her for like three hours. Like, and he he much went to sleep on me. I was just like, look, my friend's going through. You know, I'm just going to need a minute. And he's like, it's cool. So I'm on the phone with her for about three hours with my boyfriend in tow, right? And the funny thing is she has a boyfriend and now she doesn't even answer her phone. Because when you think of it, is she wrong? No. No, she's not wrong at all. Sorry, guys, I had to take a swig of water. No, she's not wrong at all. What she's doing is protecting her relationship and putting her priorities in order. So you never put anyone, anyone, anything before your spirit. How do you let go? Be honest. How do you let go? 
sacrifice because I'm not telling you it's going to be easy to do, right? I'm not telling you that the things that you let go of, as soon as you let go, you're going to be singing songs like Pollyanna. No, I'm not saying that either. But I am definitely telling you that if you have a tooth in your mouth and the tooth is giving you hell, but the tooth has been in your mouth your whole life, you will run your tongue across that space and realize it's not a tooth there. You would miss the presence of a tooth, even if it wasn't the best tooth. That tooth gave you hell, right? But you know when things die or things leave, it's the best thing. You know, even at the funeral, people, oh, he was a good man and he was a family man and he wasn't shit and he owed me $20 when he died. You know what I'm saying? But when things are over and done with, my yoga teacher, Rebecca, says that we play the highlights. Stop playing the highlights. Look at things the way it show enough is, right? <laughs> it might read the Franklin voice. Look at things the way they are. Take inventory of your life. Stop being oblivious to what the truth is. Stop pretending bad it's okay because it's not stop being okay with scraps that people are giving you you're not getting quality time but you're okay with that he's not acknowledging you and you're okay with that he's not telling you how he feels and you're okay with that and he's cheating and you're okay with that and he cares less about your feelings and you're okay with that the truth is you're not okay with it but you don't feel that you are worth anything more you don't feel as if you can get anything better so you stay with these jobs and these men and these cars and these fill in the blank I've done it too I've done it too I can't tell you how many times I've had to apologize to myself for not putting myself first the first law of nature is self-preservation, and I see it constantly, and I will keep repeating it until you get it. The first law of nature is self-preservation. How do you let go? You be honest with yourself. How do you let go? You forgive yourself. How do you let go? You prepare for something better. Grace? My grandmother said grace is when God is protecting you protecting you from something worse while preparing you for something better that's God's grace and surely grace and mercy will follow you all the days of your life this ain't your last job this ain't your last car your next man gonna be your best man trust trust how do you let go put one foot in front of the other and unapologetically put yourself first. Unapologetically put yourself first. I don't care who likes it or who loves it. I am the only person I was born with and I'm the only person I'm going to die with. You don't have to apologize for loving yourself. You don't have to feel bad for putting yourself first. You do not have to apologize for taking care of your spirit. You do not have to apologize for detaching yourself from anyone. Before I would just, I'm not the girl who says, you know, I'm just not gonna answer the phone. They'll get the message. I'm not that girl because I'm a grown ass woman. If I don't wanna be bothered, 
if I don't want to be bothered, I have to acknowledge that feeling and respect my spirit. And as an adult, I need to convey that to you. I need to let you know this is no longer working for me. And I'm not going to be guilted back into a friendship with you, back into a relationship with you, back into uh, fill in the blank with you. I remember I was working at this job that I was so excited about quitting and I was going to be an artist. And I said, I have to tell you, I will work for you part time, but I cannot work here anymore because, I mean, it's a nice job. But I'm not happy here, so I need to go and be happy. And immediately, my boss gave me a $15,000 raise. And me, at that time, not understanding that I was being purchased, (laughs) I stayed. I stayed. Because I wasn't honest with myself. Right? I didn't tell the truth about the way I was feeling because now I can buy things. We get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and get in the car that we still paying notes on and leave in a house that we can barely afford with utilities that's kicking our ass to pay to go to a job for 8 to 9 hours a day to sit at this place that we hate that feels like jail only to get off so we can make more money so we can pay more bills so we can go back to that house. First we get into that car to get back to that house that we cannot afford with the utilities kicking our ass with a man that I'm not totally in love with only to go to sleep to wake up again to do it the next fucking day. You ain't got to die and wait and go to hell. You are already in hell when you are not being honest. So the truth is, how do you let go? Choose you. Choose you. Choose you. And if you're not sure of your decision... Sit honest with yourself. Find someone who loves you, who's not going to let you replay the highlights. You write a good list and a bad list. How is this helping me and how is this hindering me? And you out get your pros and your cons and you see which one out it weighs the other. But tell the truth about the situation. You don't have to die in a bad marriage. You don't have to die in a bad marriage. You don't have to have someone on one side of the bed and you're on the other side of the bed. You don't have to have someone that's one end of the house and someone's at the other end of the house. You don't have to come in and walk past each other like you don't know them because I promise you that God is preparing somebody just for you. Just for you. You don't have to take a scrap when you can have an eight-course meal. You don't have to, but you decide. You decide how much you're worth. You decide. You decide how much an hour of your day costs. You decide. You decide your own heaven and you decide your own hell. And staying somewhere to where I don't want to hurt their feelings. And as women, we're taught to be nice, right? We're taught to be kind. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Fuck his feelings. Who gives a fuck about his feelings? 
If someone cared about you, they wouldn't mistreat you. Do you see how guys treat that car? They go get the oil change, they get good gas, they clean it out, they wash it up, they vacuum it. You ain't gonna be doing any and everything in that car. Men have insurance on their cars and won't have insurance on their life. It's a difference between being loved and being cared for. My mom used to say, go get me some water. And I run in there and get some water. And as soon as she said, be careful, I slow down and start walking slow. And I put my hand under the bottom and I make sure that I wouldn't spill it. I'm walking slow as possible. And I'm careful with every single step. Care for yourself. People, I'm going to love me. I'm doing a I love me challenge. No, care for yourself. Care for your inner person. Care for your outer person. And anybody that's in your space, make them. Demand that they care for you as well. And if they can't care for you, how can you care about somebody's feelings that don't even care about you? I don't want to hurt his feelings. But you rather hurt your own? <laughs> I remember Ice Cube had a song and he said, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. And I remember my sister was little then, and she said, what that means? I would rather be sitting on trial for a murder than be the person who's in the coffin that's carried by the six pallbearers. Somebody got to be left to tell the story, and I'm going to be damned if it ain't me. I'm going to tell the story. I've let people co-write my story. I let different authors put their pen in my pad and write what they thought my life should be. I took my pen back. I took control of myself. And I'm honest about all my situations. You guys know that. You know that I'm honest. But I would do you a disservice if I would allow you to take the long way home. If you have friendships that's no longer serving you, get out of them. If you're in marriages and relationships with people who no longer makes your heart smile, get out of them. If you feel disrespected and unvalued in these relationships, get out of them. And if it's because the other person isn't making you happy, that is because you have handed over your steering wheel to someone else. You are asking someone else to do your inside job. Happiness is for you to find. I remember my ex, I told him, you know, when we first got together, I said, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I'm happy. And he's like, you mean make me happy? I said, no. If I'm happy, it automatically spills over to you automatically so what you what I'm asking you to do not what I'm telling you to do what I'm asking you to do if it's anything that's making you small if it's anything that's dimming your light if it's anything that's not bringing you joy walk away from it until it looks small further you walk the smaller it'll look left foot in front of right foot until you are no longer moved by it involved with it 
or care about it. If you make the first step, I promise you, the universe, God, Jesus, Jehovah, Buddha, whoever your higher power, whoever is your higher power, will make sure that you will not walk this journey alone. <sighs> that was great. <laughs> this is my second episode of This Is What I Think About It. Any questions that you guys have, do not hesitate to send them to me. I'm going to be live on the air every Monday. And next week, I'm going to have a guest. Actually, every week after. Unless you guys have any, some more stuff you guys want to talk about, I don't mind doing these podcasts. But I have an array of beautiful, smart, intelligent, wonderful women that I want to introduce you to. So next Monday, look for me and a co-host, a special guest. I'm really excited. And I'm going to announce it on my Instagram. So make sure that you guys are following me on Instagram. Nikisha Danielle 1. That's N-A-K-E-S-H-A-D-A-N-Y-E-L and the number 1. So, I am signing off, wishing you a happy Monday, and enjoy the rest of February, which is like almost over. This year is flying by. Guys, make sure that you take advantage of the love that you have inside of yourself, the love that you've been giving away to everyone else for free. Choose you. All right, ladies and gents, it's been real, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.